Grund nummer 39, 50% priskutt på bleier med A. Hos Rema 1000 satser vi alt på å gi deg Norges råeste bleikutt. 50% priskutt på alle bleistørrelser og typer. Alt fra Pampers og Libro til Level. Max fem pakker med priskutt per handletur. Bare husk å aktivere kuttet i e-appen. Rema 1000, alltid lave priser. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode. It is this year's last episode. And we are currently recording from the mountains, where we have um, <laughs> locked ourselves in a bathroom to get the best acoustic. Mm. And um, it's the day before Christmas. It is new moon in Capricorn. Um, what a fitting day to release this episode on astrology. Yes, and today we have a beautiful guest with us. Johanna Gustafsson, also known on Instagram as Flow State by Joe. And in Johanna's life or Joe's life, it is all about finding the flow both on and off the mat. So she is a dedicated yogi as well as an astrologer. She does birth chart readings and she has just released her new offerings, which is very exciting. Yeah, just starting and she even has a, uh, another job as well. So what a Thrifty Capricorn, or not thrifty, what's it called when you're very productive? <laughs> productive Capricorn. Yeah, and we first met actually during Radical Courage the Course. Yes. Which is so fun, and just love seeing, you know, this evolution when people step into their purpose and their alignment, and to see how well it serves the whole world, because now we all get to know all of her knowledge on astrology. Yes. And we both had a reading, um, which was really, really cool, where we looked a bit on the transits and what's going to happen in 2023 within career, love life. Um, and we're going to share more of that on the episode. Yes. But we also want you to get, you know, the basics, like what is astrology? Um, how can we use it? Is it... Is it more than we just read in these gossip magazines? <laughs> Is it more than the horoscopes for the day or for the week? Yeah. I think you know the answer to that already. Yes. But get ready to get inspired to see astrology in a new way. Yeah. To actually discover the full power of this modality. Mm. And to learn to not take it too seriously either. Yeah. I think it was we hit the perfect balance in this episode. And I got super inspired to really use this more next year, where one of my main goals is actually planning and structure. And I think that having this as a backdrop for that is just amazing because then I can also plan in, you know, what's actually going on in the stars and use that to my benefit. Yeah, exactly. And a huge tips or a huge tool that we both use is the Magic of Eye Astro Planners. Mm. Speaking of planning, this will be an advertisement for a shop, but every time I think about astrology, I think about this planner because it shows you, for example, where is the moon today? In which sign is it placed? Which says a lot about the daily energy, but also which season are we in? Are we in Capricorn season as we are now? There's also like this moon cycle, menstrual cycle you can follow. And there's the tools in there are so great. Mm. Um, a perfect combination for me of structure but also the universe and the cosmos and what's going on in the bigger picture 
that is a recommendation to check out link below in from our shop yes for sure and also links to all of joe's sites mm. <laughs> what's it called where you can find her her instagram her website for bookings yes and uh, feel free to reach out to her also mm. in her dms yeah and with that we also just want to thank you so much for being a listener in 2022 yeah we appreciate you so much and we have exciting plans for the podcast next year Mm. Um, we also are working on improving our sound quality so for everybody who is stuck with us when we have been testing different things thank you so much yeah we're definitely coming stronger back yeah we are aware that it needs a lift Mm. and that is our focus for the upcoming months yeah so stay tuned (laughs) thank you so much for tuning in for reaching out for messaging us for giving us feedback Mm for being there um it is most often podcast listeners that we meet on the street yeah and that is just the most cozy thing ever yeah so we wish you the best christmas mm. have a peaceful time take some rest if you can log off your phone your devices your social media and just be yeah all right and hope you enjoy the episode Hello and welcome to this episode. I am really excited because today we are diving into the world of astrology with Johanna, aka Joe, that we can also call you. And uh, we have had the pleasure of having um, Joe in our membership, where we and the members learned about the basics and then I just realized wow astrology is this whole world and there's so much to learn and there's so many amazing tools from it that I just really wanted to have you on the podcast and I'm so happy that you're here with us today so welcome (laughs) thank you so much I'm honestly so excited to be here and uh, yeah I've been uh, listening to this podcast for so long so uh, it's truly an honor (laughs) oh that's really really nice to hear and um you have um already taught me and Sus so much about astrology and we even had a reading with you uh some weeks ago where we not only learned more about our birth chart and um what that means but we also learned about transitions which i think was super cool which is more can you call it like predictable or how do you say it it's like more about what's going to happen in the future yeah it's called the predictive astrology so um yeah it's all about uh, where the planets are currently in the sky and that how that affects us and then also, you could use it to see where are they going to be uh, throughout the year and the next 10 years, if you want, um, mm. uh, as compared to your natal chart or your birth chart, which is a snapshot of the skies at the exact time of your birth. So you kind of can map those two together and use it to, um, yeah, to look, look back in retrospect and also plan ahead. So it's uh, really powerful. Wow. Well, before we start, I think it would be really cool if everybody, everybody here, Suze, you're also here, basically. Yeah, hello, hello. We can just tell everyone what um, 
and you can start Joel, but what is your sun, moon and rising? You know, people who yeah. are into astrology probably want to know, okay, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, my uh, sun, moon, rising, also called uh, the big three, um, is uh, I'm a Leo rising, just like you, Vanessa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm a Capricorn Sun, and I both uh, and you both have uh, your Capricorn Moon, so we're quite similar there. And then I also have a a Gemini uh, Moon myself. So it's a lot of um, combinations here in the elements. So uh, Earth and uh, Fire and Air. So I'm very versatile, I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And how do you resonate with your big three? Like, how do you feel like they show up? in the way that you are in your life um i yeah i really resonate with it and especially my uh, capricorn sun uh, i have uh, something that is called a stellium so it's uh, a heavy constellation of um or a lot of placements in my uh, capricorn uh, house uh, so i'm uh, very um structured and determined and goal oriented and um yeah, just business driven, uh, which is uh, very typical for a Capricorn. And then for my moon sign, which is in Gemini, I really need um, like deep and insightful conversations and digging into every new topic and super curious. So um, yeah, I really see that um, for security and and, uh, how I thrive in a way. Mm. Yeah. And my, I guess I can cover my Leo rising too. I am. Yeah. I just love putting on like a a lavish display and inviting my friends for dinner and I'm not so uh, like in the spotlight as a as a Leo son but I definitely see those traits uh, for myself in my Leo rising as well so yeah (laughs) it's super fun yeah I love to hear it Mm. and you're big three Annette so (laughs) I'm a Taurus son and Capricorn Moon and Leo Rising. And I guess today or yesterday is the start of Capricorn season, isn't it? Yes, it starts today. So Whoa. I'm very excited for it. <laughs> so as we're recording this today, all of us have a lot of Capricorn. Um, <laughs> which I actually, I can start with that. I really feel um, Capricorn is a lot about uh, structure and organization. And it's... Um, Maybe not the most sensitive um, in touch with emotions kind of sign, but it's very disciplined. And I think that uh, both me and Suze have that moon, which Mm. uh, has been very, very interesting because we're both very emotional, but I think we're very structured about it too. (laughs) So strange. Yeah. Um, But I definitely feel that, you know, love. I love when it's organized and I love love working um and as i learned from when you were reading my chart and of course i know from my life that working can also turn into overworking and go into being sick yeah working (laughs) too hard (laughs) exactly yeah Um, Mm. but towards sun yeah definitely i think everybody who knows me really says like yeah you're such a taurus yeah Um, especially when it comes to it's just been like this since I was uh, little. Like I always, when I like things, it's always the most expensive thing. And it's always <laughs> the most like lavish, lush things. And my family just laughs because <laughs> it always ends up that way. 
That's so and, funny. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and I really, really love, you know, they also know that if things are messy and if it's not like aesthetically nice, it really puts me in a bad mood. Like it's so important. <laughs> mm. um, so yeah, very typical Taurus. Yeah, some will say I'm stubborn. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little tiny bit. <laughs> and oh, then that's... Leo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to comment on the on the Taurus sun there, and a Taurus also uh, love like beautiful clothing and a beautiful home and like soft, comfortable uh, fabric, uh, yeah. and also it rules money. So a Taurus loves like making money and um, yeah, just diving into how can you earn money in uh, different ways by being practical. So yeah. Hey. And it's so cool because these themes that are in our uh, constellation always comes up as a life theme as well. And what you kind of have to, um, yeah, something that I'm learning constantly. Mm. And um, and yeah, lastly, Leo um, rising, which is something I only recently learned about a couple of years ago, but it started to make a lot of sense. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't always resonate with like, Taurus is very grounded, which I think I am in many ways, but I also have, you know, a lot of Leo in me, um, uh, which is not necessarily like that I'm so, <laughs> or maybe I am a little loud. <laughs> I am actually, it's hard to see from, uh, from the inside. What do you say, Suze? <laughs> yeah, you like to be in the center yeah I guess I do I would say um but not in a demanding way but just like if people laugh at your jokes or if you're like the entertainer in the room then you really thrive (laughs) I feel like you can really take a room for sure yeah yes when we were yeah just remember from parties in our younger days um Annette was like in the middle just surrounded by so many guys and people and <laughs> just like with the biggest smile thriving in the Leo <laughs> Leo suit oh my god why did I ask you <laughs> <laughs> always in the spotlight and just uh yeah a bit extra extravagant I guess is the word for Leo it's uh yeah. very fun mm-hmm. yeah and Leo that's what's always... the nice thing about the the combination is that it doesn't mean that you always want that. I mean, then you want to withdraw and be in the Taurus energy and just be grounded and still and mm. kind of retreat. And then you can go into the serious Capricorn working mood. And um, yes, mm. we, we are we are so many different things at once. Yeah, yeah for sure. And what about you, Sus? I have to cover your, your three. Yes. So um, Pisces Sun, which is something I've always resonated with. Yeah. Um, that is sort of a bit more floaty, intuitive, dreamy. Like I've always been daydreaming so much and had imaginary friends and like this whole <laughs> realm that I knew was existing, but I didn't really know how to express it. Mm. And yeah, there's a lot of creative energy um, in me. And, and very emotional. So many emotions, it just mm. washes through. But it's always been something that I've had an ease of expressing. It's never been um, blocked, basically. 
I think maybe anger has been blocked, but not like sadness and tears. And it's just, I mean, I just resonate with the water element that just flows through. Mm, mm. And also the fact that I just absolutely love being in the ocean and the water. I used to be a swimmer and, um, yeah, spend the whole summer in the ocean, basically, or by the ocean. Um, So, yeah, I feel like a Python. (laughs) Yeah, and I just found it, when I was diving into your chart, I just found it so fitting that you're doing, like, soul work and soul readings and stuff, because a Pisces has this, uh, yeah, huge gift of being able to dive into other people's uh, path and soul and almost having this otherworldly connection so uh, Mm. it's just really strong intuition and if you can't explain it it's uh, you don't have to as a Pisces because it's there's like a really yeah strong intuition I guess Uh, yeah so it seems like very fitting work for you oh that's amazing and the challenging part I have to also mention is that um, I get very blended with other people's energy, emotions, uh, problems, or, I mean, I can walk into the room and then I, suddenly I'm feeling their stuff. Mm. And it's hard to set that boundary. And also, I'm, in a good and bad way, I'm very adaptable to every situation or person. And Annette is like, why are you so, um, you know, why do you change? I mean, not necessarily change, but like, how can I explain it? Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Annette? Um, yeah. It's just a large flexibility of like adapting to different environments, sort of, which some yeah. can react to. And I think that's the like the downside of, um, or it's the the best gift of a Pisces, but it's also the downside or the shadow side of that um, that sign because since you are so uh, in tune with other people's emotion and you can kind of feel their energy, yeah, you take that on uh, yourself. So, yeah, uh, yeah, heavy, um, yeah, just heavy intuition um, mm. goes both ways. Yeah, and I feel for so many people with a Pisces sun or a lot of Pisces that don't connect with that part of themselves because it's, I mean, I, I can't understand how challenging it must be if you don't realize that this is other people's stuff mm. or you have to express your emotions. There are many Pisces who are shut down and uh, that must be so freaking hard. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and then the water element, um, saying you love to connect with water. Uh, we also covered in your uh, reading that Pisces is actually the only sign in the zodiac that is uh, only underwater so it's like represented uh, with two fishes swimming in opposite directions Um, and while the crab and the scorpio is uh, like kind of on land and underwater uh, pisces is only underwater so it's huge water emphasis yeah (laughs) you must also have a lot of pisces in it also ocean uh, yeah I actually do. I I remember from very, very long time ago when I had a reading uh, that I have a lot of, I guess, water elements, uh, which I've always, I always find it a bit very tough when like the moon is in Pisces. I'm always scared of Pisces season. Like it's so <laughs> deep for me. Um, so uh, yeah, it's, it's very interesting sign. 
you have all your water signs in the um, in the mystical houses they're called so mm. scorpio is in your fourth house and then pisces is in your eighth and then uh, cancer is in your 12th and these are all very um like subconscious can't really get a good understanding of what they're truly about very mystical uh so it's a lot of um uh, shadow work in these houses related to mm. home and yourself and mm. uh, otherworldly stuff so maybe that's why it's influencing you so much yeah and that's why you don't like it <laughs> we don't <laughs> want to look at our shadow yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah and then i think it's very funny with Zeus because you have um aries rising yeah and i think I that that's and we've something... seen that rising <laughs> lately yeah it literally felt feel like you just connected to it like a year ago or something. And before that, I was so shocked that you had Aries in you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't resonate at all. But now I really see it. I'm much more direct. I'm uh, quick. Um, I say what I mean. Um, and people are like, whoa, <laughs> changed. Hmm. Yeah, it can also be about... Like um, taking action and being very uh, like in driven by um, what you want and having a forward moving momentum I can also show yeah. up in that way. That is something that I've always been doing. I just didn't know that that had anything to do with Aries. Mm, yeah, fully. That's uh, yeah, a lot mm. of Aries emphasis in that. Yeah, and then Capricorn and Avenette as we been talking a little bit about um but now we've uh, already gone so deep into the science and i actually want to take it a little bit back to the basics for our dear listeners who are curious about astrology but maybe let's picture that their relationship with astrology is what mine was probably a few years ago which was it's those astrologic charts or those little pieces of information that are in those weekly magazines and that is astrology and from there we can say oh, i believe it or not because um, it may or may not be true mm. but to you uh, johanna what is astrology um, in a more in-depth explanation sort of or from a from the point of views of someone who is actually working with this. Yeah, I um, I did not have a relationship with astrology at all when I was just reading uh, like weekly horoscopes. Uh, that's called pop astrology and it's only based on your sun sign. So as we already have covered, there's so much more to your birth chart than only your sun. Um, mm. So... Um, my relationship to astrology started when I um, started tuning into my own cycle uh, as a woman and how we're influenced by the moon. And I s understood that uh, we actually flow through um, the month in this 29 and a half day cycle and we have different uh, weeks where we are more energized and uh, lower on energy, etc. And then from there, it just gradually started, um, like I just started to realize that, okay, if the moon influenced me this much, um, then the sun does as well, because that's obviously the biggest uh, planet in the sky. 
Uh, and if the sun and the moon has this huge influence, then it would be weird to neglect the other planets in our solar system as well. Like, why wouldn't they have more influence? Um, it's not we can't just close our eyes to them and, and think that they're not um, important. Um, so then uh, that's how I started to become interested in learning about astrology as a concept. And um, it's actually very, uh, it's the world's most um, ambitious applied um, mathematical equation, uh, you could call astrology. Uh, and it's uh, the birth of science, I would say. So many thousand years ago, um, the, the smartest people um, around started to, um, to understand how the star constellations um, matter, how are they formed, um, how is um, the seasons affected by this. Um, and uh, when they connected this all together, that has actually led to um, our system uh, being built the way that it is built today. So an example uh, is that um, the weeks, the calendar system in the Western part of the world, at least, uh, is built on uh, astrological events um so yeah. for instance um uh the moon as i i know you guys uh, know about as well is actually moon day uh, lunes if you translate it to spanish uh, or then you have um sunday uh, which is domenica in italian lord's day or the sun's day then um, Martedi or something in Italian, that's Mars Day. Um, so then you can kind of get an understanding of how astrology is actually a huge part of our culture. Mm. And I just think that's, uh, yeah, very cool to, to know, um, just to see that astrology isn't just something that is made up for magazines. And uh, mm -hmm. you can't really say that I don't believe in it because it's actually the universe and the planets. It's very physical. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's kind of how I, um, how I would uh, talk about astrology and like kind of give an in-depth explanation of it. And um, yeah, just as a fun fact that uh, back in the days there were uh, like the definition of a mathematician was actually an astrologer. Like the names were, uh, had the same meaning. So there was no distinction between that. Um, oh. So even though astrology is considered pseudoscience, I think today, um, yeah. it's uh, definitely the start of uh, science as we know it. So mm. they were the data scientists and quants of our day or their day. Mm. Mm. Fascinating. I think very few people know about the weak names and the planets. And I recommend everyone to dive into that more because we can also connect with that and create our week based on how the energy of each day is. Mm. So for instance, in our modern society, Monday is like the go, 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 rush day, get everything done, stressing, nah, nah. But mm. actually, if you look at it from an astro astrological perspective, it's it's much more, more calm, looking inwards, taking it slow. And uh, you and me and have been experimenting a bit with that the past year I would say mm -hmm. and it's been such a lovely change to the week honestly um, 
feels much more natural and soothing. And I'm not going to say that we're always as good as we could be of flowing softly into the week, but it's nice to have that perspective. Yeah, yeah. and I even have it in my calendar. <laughs> I have, you know, m- Monday inward, and then I have um, written up uh, Tuesday, Mardi, Mardi in French. It's a good day to release projects. Um, Thursday, Jupiter Day, good day to sign deals. <laughs> I just have this little note in my calendar. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Mm. Yeah, and also f- uh, flowing with the um, uh, with the different moon signs. So a moon, uh, the moon moves into a different zodiac sign every two and a half days. So we were starting this podcast uh, talking about transitions, and if you want to learn about the transitions, uh, then look to the moon because it changes sign so quickly that you can kind of feel its energy. So you uh, texted me the other day on that then uh, we're talking about productivity and like, am I feeling the Capricorn uh, season already? I was like, yeah, probably. And uh, it's also the the Virgo moon, I would say, like needing everything to be super clean and tidy and super productive. And uh, yeah, it's just funny to, to tune into the different um, energies of the moon. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, and how can we use astrology is this is one tool um you know to learn more about the days and what's happening and the energy that we're in right now um but how how else do you use astrology as a tool sort of for self-development or maybe to understand other people better um yeah yeah um I think it's uh, so helpful to um, at least knowing other people's um, or the closest ones uh, to you anyway, their moon sign, because uh, then you can kind of get a better understanding of uh, where they're coming from, what do they need to feel secure, um, how can I meet them halfway, um, and uh, yeah, tune into their needs a bit more, because um, if you often clash with people, it's because you're not being able to talk the same language or um, yeah, tune into their needs. So I love to work with people's moon sign um, on that level. Mm. Um, and then also I structure um, my months based on the different seasons. So now uh, going into Capricorn season today, I'm uh, yeah so thrilled about that because I can write out all my goals and start planning the next uh, year or months or even five years <laughs> uh, and like really set your uh, dreams and intentions for the upcoming um, period and just getting in that structured uh, flow uh, and you can kind of feel how the energies is uh, supportive in that way mm. Compared to like cancer season for me is in uh, my 12th house as it is for you as well, um, Anette. And uh, mm. that's in July-ish. And uh, then I don't necessarily book travels. I t- try to like tune inwards and um, connect with family and my inner home more. Mm. Uh, just because I could feel that so strongly. Uh, so yeah, just some examples of how you flow with the planets yeah that's wonderful and um i always use my magic of eye astro planner to catch up on these things so now i'm looking at today the 21st so we have a moon in sagittarius 
Yes. Right? Yeah, that's correct. So that signifies like adventure, travel, new ideas. And it also says envy. Be aware of limited self-beliefs and use optimism to broaden your horizon. Yes. And also it's <laughs> a, a very significant day because um, Jupiter moves into... Oh my God, I don't want to say it wrong. It moves into Pisces. No, Aries, I'm sorry. Aries, I, re- I just Aries. read it on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, it moves out of Pisces and into Aries. And it's, um, yeah, that optimism and growth and um, just a more expansive outlook on life is uh, is definitely in the air for the next, um, yeah, if not six months, then close to uh, until May sometime. So, mm. yeah, I looked up that for both of you guys. So when we're diving in a bit more to your chart, we can maybe cover that as well. Yeah. yeah. And we also have the winter solstice today. Yes. Huge day. <laughs> a lot happening. Such a big day. So we're actually going in the northern hemisphere, that is, towards brighter times. Mm. Yes. Finally. So the days will be a few minutes longer each day. And, yeah, we're approaching the new moon in... Uh, in Capricorn on the 23rd. Mm-hmm. Now I'm giving you the <laughs> No, I love that. It's, uh, yeah, it's uh, so many fun things happening. And uh, yeah, it also lines up well with the, the new year of setting new intentions and like the Western calendar system. So uh, I love yeah. that Capricorn falls in, uh, yeah, in the transit to uh, 2023. So yeah, it's around yeah. you, I think. Mm. And I also, it's kind of um, a little side note, but I do know that a lot of astrologers also, you know, could predict um, not exactly what happened when COVID hit, but that something uh, would change in the world. Mm, And I remember so clearly, maybe two weeks before, like it really started that um, I was in Northern Light Yoga. It's like a Kundalini yoga space. And there was this guy there who said, you know, in a couple of weeks, the world is going to change. It's all going to be about who's going to rise up to self-love and who is not. And it's going to create the big divide in the world. I was like, how do you know? And he just said, I'm an astrologer. And then he disappeared. (laughs) 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 And I thought about him so many times. Yeah, Um, it's uh, definitely true. You kind of look to the outer planets to make uh, predictions like that. And uh, it rules, uh, like if you look to Neptune and Uranus and Pluto, they rule, um, like it affects generational um, concerns and uh, yeah, generations as a whole. Um, like Pluto, it's uh, going into a new sign since the first time uh, yeah, I think it was in 2008, it came into Capricorn and now it's moving into Aquarius. So then we can expect new shifts happening around how we define uh, how we work and technology and it rules um, Aquarius, that is, it rules um, uh, like being independent and going down your own path and uh, really shaking things up. So I think that's uh, we're going to see a lot of that going into the next uh, 20 years when uh, Pluto is going to be in uh, in Aquarius. So it's very interesting to use the outer planets for understanding the society also. Mm. Yeah, that's very fascinating. 
and for anybody in um in business how how can we use astrology as a tool for um having better flow basically with our work our money um that our creativity is this also something we can tap into via astrology yes for sure uh it's i use it so much and uh you obviously can make a birth chart for anything um and i have made one for mine so i can kind of see how my birth chart for flow state by joe is also Aaliyah rising and it's very similar to my personal chart um, which I just think it's uh, it's fun to notice so then if you want to make a birth chart for radical broccoli I don't know if you've done that yet no no never never thought of uh, that even yeah so when you, would you decide when uh, a company is born do you just pick pick yes. the date they were um, registered for example or when the idea came um, so I would always recommend to choose uh, the point where uh, that you consider the most significant. So for me, I chose the first time I decided to post, uh, like create my Instagram account and post something there because that's that signified uh, my business being born. So you actually want to take that moment when it kind of saw its first light. So that can also be if you registered your business um, on a day or got it approved, then it was like finalized that we're starting radical broccoli or maybe it was that first action that you took um so the reason that is important that finding that minute even is because um you want to see uh where the sun was on the eastern horizon on the exact time your business was born so it's when it basically sees the light for the first time when it takes mm. its breath of uh fresh air for the first time so that's what it signifies um so uh yeah i would uh, take some time to figure out when that time was uh, for you and then uh, you can look look up your birth chart for uh, radical broccoli it's super yeah, fun yeah we definitely will but i i'm pretty sure it's a capricorn <laughs> 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 which is uh, yeah was it december january time or yeah it, we it, it was born yeah. <laughs> right before christmas 2015 i think okay um, yeah yeah so then it would be something or 14 i don't remember the year yeah but, we'll look uh, into it yeah but we started in march 2018 yeah oh, okay yeah so whatever you can also dabble a bit with it and uh, and see what resonates uh, the most um mm. you can also yeah just make two birth charts and, and compare. That could be uh, a fun way to go about it too. But um, yeah, to answer your question, it's uh, so many things you can um, use astrology for in uh, business. So you, for instance, have the workhouses, which are the second, sixth, and 10th house, uh, which represents the earth signs. So you have Tau Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn in these houses. Um, and um, yeah, Taurus rules like property and governs uh, the land. And then you have the sixth house, um, which is Virgo um, influenced, uh, which is organizing people and structure and day-to-day -day routines and habits. Uh, and then you have the 10th house, which is the house of career and public image. Um, so whenever you... 
see if you have any planets that fall in those houses um, or if you have any transits going through there for uh, extra luck in work. Uh, that's super helpful. Mm. Uh, so that was the element, but I would also look at something called the modalities. Um, so that's, um, um, yeah, the cardinal houses. Um, I don't know if uh, you've, we covered a bit of modalities in the workshop that we had, uh, so you maybe know what I'm talking about, but that's uh, the initiators. So Aries, Cancer, Libra, um, and Capricorn uh, are the cardinal signs mm -hmm. so the reason that is important is because uh, they represent uh, the beginning of a new seasons so uh, you can kind of see aries being um the the start of spring and then you have cancer being the start of summer uh, libra is the start of fall and capricorn is the sign of uh, winter so then you have this uh, initiating energy, super ambitious, uh, very authoritative, pioneering. Um, so I would actually, um, instead of planning my, my year according to the financial system, as we know it, with quarters starting every like January and stuff, uh, in my head, it starts in, in March. That's the beginning of a, a quarter for me. Mm. um with Aries so uh if I would do business astrology coaching I would um look at yeah look at it like that it's a bit technical mm. but I hope you got the point <laughs> yeah yeah but that's funny because we've always talked about that Annette that sometimes it feels like the year starts in March yeah mm. and also because yeah. that's when we sort of complete a full year of our business since it was created in March <laughs> yeah that's the start of the zodiacal wheel so uh it's um it's yeah at least in the northern hemisphere that is actually the start of like uh yeah the astrological year uh, yeah yeah and uh i don't know how how deep i'm gonna go into this but you also have your mc uh which i would look to your career line so if you look in your birth chart and you see the sign mc um that's like the direction of your ultimate purpose and what mm. other recognize you for and what you're motivating or moving towards in this lifetime. Mm. So I actually have, as an example, my MC in my eighth house um, in Pisces. Uh, so indicating that work within um, like these things that we're talking about now and uh, death and the occult and yeah, astrology and like the deeper topics of life. Um, it's like mm -hmm. where I'm drawn and where I can do my best work in life. So mm. um, very fitting, like liking to go uh, or wanting to go deeper and uh, really exploring the, the subconscious more. That's, That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. And if people are like, I want to know my MC, can they go find it on astro.com? Yes. And then in their birth chart? Yeah, it always um, uh, shows up in uh, your birth chart. So uh, it's uh, these are called the angular points in your chart. So you, we have talked about the rising sign, uh, uh, which is the AC. That's mm. all about the self. And then you have the IC line, which is uh, the second angular point, uh, which is represents home. Mm. Then you have the DC line, which is partnerships, and the MC, uh, which is career. 
And these are the most sensitive points in your chart. So you really want to pay attention to if you have any planets on these points or where they are located in your chart. Um, so they're super powerful. Wow. Yeah. And I think many, like myself included, find it a bit uh, daunting to go and look at our charts ourselves. So what I did was book a session with you and I also had another astrology reading. And I highly recommend that just to get some help to understand. I mean, we always say the more you can get to know yourself at the soul level, the easier it is to navigate in life. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And it's, uh, I kind of see your birth chart as um, like how you show up in the world. Like where are your unique gifts and talents? And you were literally the center of the universe on the exact time you were born. Like it's so many thousands of years in between someone having the exact same birth chart as you. Uh, so mm. you kind of feel very important in that way. And if you feel like you don't have a spot in the world or you don't know what direction that you're going, uh, you can kind of see that I am so important and this is what I'm here to do. And I am here to go through these exact lessons at this and this time. So um, really connecting to that spiritual element. Um, mm. So it's like a cosmic blueprint in a way. What are you here mm. to do? And getting closer to your most aligned and authentic self. Mm. And that's wonderful because that's one of the most common questions in our membership. And also with our podcast listeners is the confusion about the purpose of their life and which direction to go in, how to find any meaning. And actually, I think a deep dive into your chart can teach you something about that. And you also had this beautiful session in our membership that Annette talked about. We had an introductory session to astrology where you explained really in depth also how to find your chart, how to read it. So if anyone wants to have a look at that session, then... If you become a member with us, then you will have access to that session. And we have another one coming up in January, which is a follow-up one. We can talk more about that in the end also, but I just wanted to, to mention the possibilities of these tools. They are available. They're recorded. They are uploaded. They are ready for you to use if you feel called to, to go more in-depth. And, of course, reach out to Joe for a... For a session mm. yeah and I also wanted to uh, point out like how uh, it differs from human astrology so no uh, human design I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, yeah my point was mixing those two is really helpful so uh, if you kind of think about astrology as the roadmap to like your journey how it's going to look like um, like where am I going and what am I Kind of given in this lifetime, um, although you have free will, uh, which is very important to to highlight. Um, human design is like, okay, how do I actually turn on my vehicle and get there? Uh, so it's more your strategy, and a birth chart won't necessarily tell you the most efficient or harmonious way to get there. So complementing mm. it with uh, a tool like human design is also very powerful. That's yeah. a really good uh, good explanation. And yeah, I think they definitely are so compatible. Um, and both 
both modalities have taught me so much and how how I function um and still I mean I feel like I just started <laughs> diving into it mm. yeah but, it's can I just also uh, just cover something that I feel is so important to say about astrology yes because uh, yes. uh, I feel like there's a lot of fear and misconception around what astrology is um, and if you, for instance, uh, realize that, oh, I have Saturn in my seventh house of partnerships, my relationships are doomed or, um, yeah, often social media or websites have a very negative approach to, um, to these harder aspects, especially, and kind of like a doomsday statement. Um, and I just want to highlight that it goes against the whole principle because astrology is is the universe it's based on the planet and i know you guys talk so much about how the universe is like love it's pure love and light and how can fear fit into that if it's a representation of uh, the planets and i choose to look at them as teachers instead so um if Saturn would be in my seventh house of partnerships and I would go through a lot of tough lessons there, I know it's always happening for me in a way. And it just pushes me to become the highest version of myself and to live out my full potential in my birth chart. Um, so don't let anyone scare you into thinking that astrology, um, like you don't want to look at some aspects or you're scared of something, then um, yeah, it's not the true meaning of astrology at all. Yeah, that's so important that you mentioned. And also something that you mentioned in our session in the membership was how we have a tendency to judge other people based on their signs. <laughs> yeah. And that is something to also be aware of. And um, yeah, just a little reminder that uh, when we say it now, it sounds silly, but I think we do it. Yeah, for sure. It's... Uh... You want to be careful asking people if you can read their chart and kind of use it in, using it against them. Um, yeah. So I had a friend, um, she had uh, been approached by this uh, colleague who had uh, said she was a Scorpio uh, and, or my friend is a Scorpio and she didn't get along with Scorpios. So uh, it wasn't necessarily a friendship that she wanted to like cultivate and build further. And I just feel like that's such a limiting belief and, the wrong way to look about it uh, or look at it and um yeah you use it as an excuse then and not as a, a helpful tool so yeah, yeah that's it's that's always scorpios cool. that get get the the criticism <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're the, teacher, they're the teachers and um yeah, of really going into the depth of our emotions and the subconscious so if people are very airy have a lot of air energy and like to jump from topic to topic and i don't want to go in the depth of things then a, a scorpio might um bring out those sides in them that they're not ready to face yet so maybe that's why they get a bad rep mm. so actually they're triggering us but in a healthy way mm. to grow yeah and this more central side you can kind of see how I know a lot of, uh, not to put people in boxes again, but it is fun to, uh, <laughs> to see how it plays out, like a lot of um, sensual and sexual energy with, uh, with Scorpio, so wanting to go deep, and especially if you have a Scorpio moon, like chit-chatting is, uh, isn't really 
your thing, like wanting to go deep into uh, interesting conversations right away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, well, I want to dive a bit into um, what you found in our birth charts and go into transitions, uh, which I also think is very interesting because then we can... Um, maybe understand a bit what is coming and I've never planned a year before according to transitions so I think this will make a huge difference mm. um, for us so I'm curious you know a little bit about uh, for example business for radical broccoli work um, can you tell us a bit what is happening for me and Suze there yes so I haven't looked up a uh, radical broccoli birth chart yet, but uh, that would definitely be interesting. But uh, if I take uh, both of your charts and look at them, um, I see that your charts are very compatible in the way that you both uh, have a fire sign in your rising sign. So what that will mean is that um, you will always have like earth signs in the same kind of places. So... If you, uh, Annette, feel uh, a lot of work energy, Susanne is going to feel that too, but maybe in a different uh, focus area. So now, for instance, going into Capricorn season, uh, that will be in your sixth house, uh, Annette, uh, which is all about organization and day-to-day -day routines and organizing people and structure. Um, while as for... Susanna, it's still a work uh, focus, but more about the public appearance and really diving into uh, like career and having a lot of luck um, in that. So good business opportunities and stuff. So it's very compatible in that way. Um, I don't know if that made sense, but fires, yeah, fire okay. signs will always be in the same place for you, just in different houses. Yeah, so uh, that's good for business, I would say. So uh, when it comes to work, then uh, it's um, such a great time to uh, to work and have luck in uh, business for you guys uh, this month and through the rest of um, yeah, until May, uh, Jupiter is going to be in um, in Aries for Susanna. Um, so like sparking, um, new adventure and getting a lot of luck in new goals. And it's all about you. Uh, so, um, diving deeper into, um, like this self-starting attitude, it's kind of a red carpet moment for you, uh, Susanna. <laughs> <laughs> so I am anticipating that a lot of work opportunities will flow in, um, and uh, yeah, be very bold in setting new personal goals and, and also plan some travel. I think this is a really good time for, for that, for you. Wow. Sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I hope it will be. And for Annette, it's, um, yeah, you also um, feel the urge to like seek higher purpose and um, going all in on a new pursuits. So I think you will have especially good luck with anything communication. So uh, anything writing researching publishing um, learning and uh, and traveling because this will be in your ninth ninth house mm. which represents higher education and uh, and travel so um, I'm definitely seeing that you should uh, go hard on these areas 
Ja. Ja, so that's just a short way to, to look at astrology uh, or career astrology for you in the upcoming um, yeah, time. Mm. Um, I will say, though, that uh, it might be a slower start to the year than what it usually is because there will be a Mercury retrograde happening from the end of December until mid-January. Um, and that just indicates that um, you're being asked to to look back, double check your your plans and appointments and uh, tickets and um, any travel itinerary, um, and maybe going back to the drawing board uh, a bit more than what this Capricorn energy is saying. Uh, mm-hmm. So it might feel like a delay in communication, um, but it will pass uh, from mid January. So just something to be mindful of. Yeah. And that, because I know that Mercury retrograde is something that is also huge in, let's call it pop culture, mm-hmm. but more in the sense that uh, everything will go to shit. We can't <laughs> communicate. Don't go on an airplane <laughs> and all of this. Uh, is there some truth in that or how can we look at, or is it more, more as you're saying, like, It's not that tough a time. No. um, People like to uh, put out these uh, doomsday prophecies for any astrological event and use that as an excuse for uh, anything bad that's happening. Uh, But actually, Mercury retrogrades, they happen three times a year, usually. I think we will get four this year. Uh, And it just asks us to to slow down and and look back and... um, like actually deal with the things that we have been holding back so again you can see how it's always uh, helping you it's not any punishment or anything like that Mm. Um, so you can kind of also see it in the form of um, old people uh, in or not literally old but old uh, people that were in your life Um, like if it's exes or old friends or family members and maybe you have an increased desire to to contact them or if they're reaching out to you. Uh, it's actually all about opening uh, this window to allow and, and see how these karmic rela- relationships or connections still carry uh, forms from our past. Uh, so like okay. unspoken words and unfinished stories or attachments um, or hidden feelings. So if you haven't dealt with them, Mercury retrograde is like asking you to go back and kind of deal with the undealt stuff. Uh-huh. Mm. that's great tips and also I wanted to touch quickly quickly upon your Saturn return because I know that many of our listeners will be in their Saturn return at the moment I think I still am and Annette I think you just ended it not long ago and Johanna you're going into yours yes I'm very excited to see how it plays out <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that will uh, happen, um, I think it's March sometime that Saturn will go out of Aquarius and into Pisces. So if you're around 27, uh, this will be a very significant time uh, for you coming up for the next two and a half to three years. 
So a Saturn return basically means that Saturn um, moves into the house uh, where it was um, at the exact moment of your birth. Um, so it since it takes so long to go through all the 12 zodiac signs, it almost takes 27 to 30 years to make a whole leap around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the planet of Saturn represents like the strict father or uh, the ruler of time and discipline and kind of uh, asks us to, to grow up in an area where we uh, still aren't. Uh, mm. so it might feel like a, a tough lesson or a strict father that, are, that is here to uh, discipline you in a way. Um, and as I've said in the membership, like Saturn, um, is said to, to discipline you until you learn how to discipline yourself. <laughs> uh, so again, it's always, uh, for the better, but it can feel, uh, tough at first, or maybe you're going through, tougher lessons like I gave an example that um, I have uh, had my Saturn going through my relationship house for the last couple of years uh, which I have to admit has been very challenging and I've had to uh, yeah grow up in this area and really stand up for myself and uh, not take any anything that I yeah less than what I deserve in a way so I've Mm. really seen how Saturn has had this influence um, in this house and area of my life Mm. Um, yeah, so nothing to be afraid of, but it's definitely interesting energy and, uh, working with that energy and being aware of it, I think is super helpful. Um, yeah, I wish mm. I knew earlier, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I just learned that from you actually, that I had, I think Saturn in my relationship house as well. Was that, wasn't it so? Um, and then it's finally moving out <laughs> in March. Yes, exactly. So uh, you've uh, also experienced um, maybe some tough lessons there. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, you have it natally in your sixth house. So uh, I guess it's like several, like maybe five years ago now that you actually started your Saturn return. Uh, but now it's currently in your relationship house. Oh, wow. so, uh, that should ease for you as well, I'm hoping. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited for it to move. <laughs> but I think that, as you said, like it's just when you know you can act more gracefully towards yourself and be like, oh, okay, it's happening for me. It's a lesson. <laughs> it's like um pushing me to be the best version of myself and the best life that I envision for myself mm. and then it's like it helps um <laughs> best life <laughs> well I think that <laughs> the universe coming through the universe wanted to say something and it gave me the song the best life oh, my God. <laughs> oh that is amazing that is a confirmation That's that exactly is what, what i wanted Saturn to is say is that i feel like it is with astrology as with every single thing we can choose to see it from the perspective of fear or from the perspective of love and if we break it down into that um, it's a fascinating and deep in huge tool yeah for sure so i think 
unfortunately, I would love to talk about this for hours and hours, which I'm sure we will do um, offline and <laughs> continuing in our membership in January. But before we end the episode, um, Joe, is there anything we haven't mentioned that's on your heart today uh, related to astrology or not related to astrology? Any tips, any like last bits that you want to, to bring in? Yeah, I just uh, maybe want to emphasize again um, how you can really use your birth chart to find your true purpose or uh, really leaning into who you are by getting to know yourself better and understanding that you are so valuable and nothing is a coincidence. It is a part of a perfect uh, design. And uh, I hope people can feel more empowered by diving into their birth charts and uh, getting to know themselves better and uh, yeah, why they're here. Um, so I guess that's, an important message that I want to bring out there to the world. Mm, I love that. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Well, uh, I think probably everybody listening is very curious now where they can find you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, currently I'm uh, mostly on Instagram at uh, Flow State by Joe. Uh, and here I not only post about astrology, uh, but also... Uh, connecting to nature and uh, and ourselves by uh, moving our bodies and seeing all of this in uh, in harmony. Um, so I also do birth chart readings specifically, um, and you can find that in my link in my bio, um, where I uh, offer one to one sessions. But uh, I also will offer other types of courses uh, with time, like uh, business astrology that we've talked about. Uh, and also group sessions etc uh, going forward so keep an eye out for that if you're interested so cool well thank you so much for joining us today and i hope everybody listening uh, learned a lot and i think it sparked a lot of curiosity so yeah thank you for coming oh thank you so much for having me Har du ett enkelt personföretag eller en liten bedrift? Då är er du sikkert lei av att höra mig snacka om hur enkelt det är er med kvitteringar och bilag i Fiken. Så vi ger oss här vi. För vi liker enkelt. Fiken, superenkelt redskap.